0: Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach.
1: Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach.
2: Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach.
0: Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather once again in your name at your place, God. We ask that you bless this podcast, God. We ask that it reach new heights this week, God. We ask that you move in a way that you have not moved before, God. We ask that you would cover this podcast with your knowledge and your wisdom that Whatever you would have to be said tonight is said. Whatever you had to be understood tonight is understood. Whatever is needed for the heart, for the mind, for the souls of your people, God, we ask it is as said. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You have reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you in here with us. We are grateful to see that everyone has made it here safely this week with us. I just got back from Florida. It was a long Woo-hoo. trip. Felt good. It's nice to get away. I'll take that. It was nice to get away for a little bit, but it's always a pleasure getting back to being with your friends and your family, more or less. It's kind of weird when we're not together.
1: I never dreamed I would miss Bryce as much as I did for the week and a half that he was gone, to be
3: honest. He's just saying that because
0: he he was really,
3: when you were gone, she was looking longingly at the base. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that is true. You know, you
1: don't know know what you have until it's gone. See? My. Third tier bass player, really? Just <laughs> third tier. I've got to put your dad above you. I won't hurt his feelings. So where's feelings. Al go?
3: Because Al was on bass Sunday morning. Fourth, fourth tier. <laughs> you
1: just tra- tra- hey,
3: I'm fifth tier. So, <laughs> so At anyhow,
1: sixth actually we got sixth? Gib in there.
0: Anyhow, oh, we got I'm better than
3: Gib on the bass. We I'm just got
0: kidding. we got that out of the way. Let's go around see what everyone's <laughs> doing, how they're doing this last week from the last time we recorded, which feels like forever ago. It's
3: only two weeks. We just happened to one shot
0: two shows and one night. okay so we tricked you guys we really <laughs> recorded two in one night um so we could post
3: it out while I was on vacation so it didn't skip a beat you know so it wasn't different so I did think it was so funny especially I, I caught it the first time we were recording it and then I caught it again when I was listening to it case talking about how she preached last week and when we did she hadn't recorded <laughs> she <laughs> wouldn't even <laughs> preached at all. You time? talked about you yeah, you talked about it like and it's actually I think it was two weeks difference, and she said that she had just done it because she recorded it was in the second episode. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I
1: was Like
3: she has I didn't yet. even
1: remember doing that, but we can talk about it for real if you want. All right.
3: Mark, how was your week? <laughs> My week was pretty good. How's your two weeks? My two weeks have been really good. Anything you exciting? Know, anything new? Um not too much really. Just I mean, we had our skating party, uh Sunday. Last night, yeah, that was awesome. That was, was fun. fun. We um, definitely need to do it. I'm yeah, way it's, it's more fun to get away and ha- do things with everybody as a group. And we had a, two or three different churches there at least. That made it. I think that made it more fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I tried very hard to see if I get Tony Blackmore on skates, and he walked over and he took off his sandals. So that's the only skate I got. <laughs> <laughs> I think as
0: as church as churches in a. Not the same community, but in surrounding communities, you know, and, and connecting communities. I think it's essential that we get together and do, do things
3: together.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
3: I mean, because especially... Especially you, supporting youth. And especially, think about this way. When you talk about how churches get together, yeah, they generally only get together at another church. Right. So if you're trying to let people know, hey, you know, we get along besides this, but... You never see those people getting along outside of a church. If these other people don't go to a church, they'll never see that and think that you really mean it when you do it. Right. True. I, f- I feel that, that that's true. I think people have to – there's some
0: people that you're not going to get into the building right away. Right. They're, they're standoffish to what they've yep. known, what they've been hurt in the past. You know. Um. And if you can get to them and prove – basically prove to them that you're legitimate, that you're genuine – that you have the best in mind for them, and if it's at the skating rink, so be it. You know, we are the church, as we very well all know, um, and and where we gather together, and the gospel of Christ is preached to people through action, through through actual speech. Whether it be one
3: or the other, you can do both. I think it's essential.
0: Absolutely. As,
3: and also, if nothing else, it was worth the trip to see the half of the village people. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Gabe and Gibby, and then the uh, the latest addition was the werewolf to the uh, the Michael. village people with Michael and his mask. Yep.
1: You know, just talking about that instance, it really was kind of a reflection of how we should be, anyways. You know, absolutely. Gib and Gabe are out there looking as they do. <laughs> um, no judgment in that statement at all. Just a hard hat and a cowboy hat out in a skating rink, and sunglasses. Which, based on Gabe's skating ability, the hard hat might have been a good choice. (laughs) But like they're like standing out there by themselves, and somebody's going, "Oh, where are the rest of them?" And Michael, knowing full and well that a werewolf is not one of the village people, decides to still put himself out into not necessarily the line of fire, but under scrutiny to stand with them.
3: I didn't have yeah. any type of mask or I'd have probably went out there, but there's no one there was no other mask or any other hat to borrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's
3: that's a good representation of what we should do as Christians.
2: Right.
0: You know, going out into the line of ridicule, um, into places where uh quote unquote Christians shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be here doing this, such a time with associated with these people, but you ain't gonna get them involved unless you get
3: involved, exactly. You know, and you look at um, when Jesus called the disciples; he didn't call them from the church. No, he went and got Peter and them right from the, the right from the boat, right from the boat from the shore.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it's a big it's a big part of what we
0: should be doing, and I think it's been left out because you don't want to be, like Casey said, in that line of fire. You know, uh, from other church people.
1: Right. You know, did Michael look silly going out there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did <laughs> no Give and Game look than silly? No ins- Game. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, being willing to align yourself with something that may damage your current reputation isn't nearly as important as potentially influencing somebody's eternal destination. Yep. I thought it was fun. I, it, it was, was so fun. Cool. Um,
3: c- you wouldn't get
2: on skates either. Mm, heck no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patty, how's your two <laughs> weeks been? We got to get off the skating thing. Yeah. Do we?
2: Um. My two weeks have been really well. Um, my daughter and I went on a, out of town, my youngest daughter and I, and we spent a few days together. We haven't done that ever. And it was really nice to have girl time.
0: Uh, mother-daughter getaway.
2: Mother-daughter getaway.
0: Awesome. Yep. Casey?
2: I had a good couple of weeks.
1: Um, now being 100% truthful with you guys instead of fake truthful with you guys because we're recording recording <laughs> two episodes in one night i did have to give my first full length sermon not sunday past which was yesterday but the week before um i was so nervous for that sucker you don't even know it was good it was though. very good <laughs> i felt good about it afterwards but i had no idea if i had you know half an hour of content i really don't even know if i did anyway cuz i haven't listened to it or looked at it to see how long i preached
2: i didn't either i didn't either
1: yeah <laughs> so like but there was a moment in there where i was saying something and It was about filling up. That's where it was. Because I remember that specifically. Because your dad, like, didn't get up in my face, but it felt like it in that moment because he, like, got up towards the stage. And he's like, keep going. And I did. And I was like, I have never felt this before. (laughs) Like, I have, in a sense, I felt like the Spirit has spoke through me a few times, but I haven't felt it, like, nearly as heavy. And I was like, I can't catch my breath. What's going on? I don't even know what my mouth's doing. I'm just talking. I think I even said it because I listened to part of it. I was like, I did not expect it to go there. (laughs) Yeah. And then I just kept going. But. I enjoyed it a lot. I
0: talked to him, I talked to him Sunday night, and he was very proud of you. I appreciate. We all, it. We
1: all
2: were. I yeah. will
3: say this full disclosure: you guys are making it harder and harder for when I get my shot up there for the book <laughs> because like it just keeps like Bryce pulled a mark <laughs> with with some facts and stats about about Jesus and everything, and then it's like and she goes up a notch, and I think Riley's next month, isn't it? Riley Riley went before. Riley was before. She did awesome too. Yeah.
2: May is May is. Nope, I'm June. I think June. Oh, May's is Lenny. Lenny.
3: Lenny. I think I'm September. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still got plenty of time, but I got I got to come up with one for for Sunday.
1: you get it.
0: I've heard know, I've been approached to preach a full sermon every other week.
1: Good. You can do it. You can.
0: I don't know if I can or not. I know you can.
1: I'm sure you. I, can. You want to know why? Because I didn't know if I could do it, and I had my Bryce plug your ears and take off your headphones. No, no. <laughs> I had the person I really do rely on the most whenever I'm preaching behind me, and you were gone. That's so, why
0: I, you told me that when we recorded last time, and I knew that I had to get on there. Not that I had to. I didn't necessarily have to, because I'm with you all the time in, in your mind and spirit. But I knew I had to go on there and comment on there and let you know that I'm still behind you wherever I'm at.
1: It was very much appreciated. It did make me feel good whenever I looked at the live recording and I saw it afterwards. There you go. But that's how I know you can do it because I'm not ever going to abandon you on a Sunday unless it's unhelpable. So <laughs>
3: no, just keep that in mind, September. I'm going to be expecting you. We're there, Mark. <laughs> We're there,
0: buddy. Look,
1: I'll even sit on the guitar and pretend like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what
0: Mark does. <laughs> no, I fake it till I make it. So I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to act like I watched it. I watched this much of your stream case.
3: It's about a quarter of an inch away between your finger and thumb for those of you that are just listening. <laughs> See, but
0: I didn't... Which is everybody. And, know was and watching. the best excuse possible that I can make is there's no way it could be as good as it was live.
1: Absolutely no, not. it was really... No. That's why I refuse to listen to anything that we record to be 100% honest. Because
3: it doesn't sound right first.
1: I don't even listen to this.
3: I will <laughs> say that when we were down at Disney at the, res- we had the resort we stayed at... Yeah. There was uh, the ones the one evening service for a few minutes. I did s- sit in the lounge chair watching it, yeah. <laughs> before going back into <laughs> the pool, but I watched it for a few. But yeah, it's not it's not the same effect. Like I, the first thing really of ours other than the podcast I've listened to was so I got the the audio files from the computer upstairs, yeah. And I started listening to the first few minutes of each of ours because we also had I had. We had Lenny uh, separate the audio files from the last popcorn service. Yeah. Now listen to some of those. Not going to lie. Those are pretty good.
1: We do a good job. Couldn't get
3: Casey's because it was technical issues. Too long.
1: Look, I'm long winded sometimes. I'll either preach for seven minutes or or 75. (laughs) I've never preached for 75 minutes. Let me
0: talk to you about something you said before about when you feel something that you've never felt before Mm -hmm. and words start coming out of your mouth that you didn't, not necessarily intend on speaking, but that you don't really know that you're saying until you hear it again. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, That feeling is better than any feeling I've ever felt in my life. And going back to podcast number four, we used to be kind of, not we, I used to be kind of a drug addict And I know what being high feels like. Yep, Mm -hmm. Uncomparable.
2: Absolutely.
0: Uncomparable. Yep. It's not, I wouldn't even consider it as a counterfeit to what the spirit of God falling on you feels like.
1: It is, it's a crazy feeling. And I feel like it's one thing, I think you can feel it a little bit and it tries to edge its way in and you can shut it down because I know that I've done it before. Yeah. But like-
0: When you give into it though, finally, oh my Lord. Like I, I
3: would, that's what I was, when I was- what I remembered when I was listening to, I listened to the one I did from our last popcorn one about the making waves and that, yeah, where I got started on my kick of the spiritual uh things causing physical problems and that. And I can remember d- when I was doing it. That's I was feeling that then. It's like this is like, I'm good. To, we can make start, this go as long if, as you want.
0: <laughs> if we listen to it and we listen to, because I listen to that sometimes. You know, going back to listen to the sermons that we preached
1: i start
3: feeling it again
1: yeah honestly
3: it was like i I'm, got some good, when i was i was down the phone i started getting cuz stacy started calling and i was like and i was tr- I was fighting trying to get it to play cuz the first time i downloaded it it wouldn't play at all it sent it as a file that it couldn't open yeah then i finally got to play and like a minute and a half into it phone rings <laughs> <laughs> it's like i just got this to play <laughs> i just got to hear it
1: that's life a lot of the times yeah. too, though. You know, you finally think you're getting on the right track, or you're getting something accomplished, and then something comes in. With preaching, for me, it's if I start getting on that track or where the Spirit's moving and working through me, and I get in my own head about it, I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to say next. What if it's stupid? I think that they all thought do that. stops. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That thought can stop you. You have to recognize yep. that.
3: I try my you best be just to ignore it.
1: You, are. you can be the stupidest person in the world if God wants to use you, what you say is going to work. He used a donkey. Yeah. yeah, I never
3: claim to be anywhere near the smartest. I just listen to a lot of smart people.
0: <laughs> and God will make you do things out of your personal nature too.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
2: Like, like walk down out the out. aisle. He made you walk down the <laughs> aisle.
1: I've been trying to do more of that just in general. Yes. But
3: I've even gotten yeah. to like more often, even like in a Sunday school in the mornings, not sticking behind the pulpit, going around and doing things. It's You found your niche.
0: You I'm sorry. Have. Your niche, you are whatever it is,
1: excellent teacher.
0: You're there, Mark. <laughs> Don't quit. Don't. I'm not stop gonna studying. Quit. No.
1: Say it. all not, you've got also, now you guys
2: want to see my notes where
3: I thought we were going. I've got.
0: <laughs> hey, but with that being said, once I get, I felt that same the feeling. You know what you're talking about. What you were talking about Sunday morning. When words started coming out of my mouth and thoughts started coming into my brain that I did not think.
1: Absolutely, no, nope, and it sticks with you all day, doesn't it? Not? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Even when you're done, you've it's shut tomorrow. up. You're it's like, I've <clears throat> got to keep preaching. I've got this going.
0: There, this is a day from when it had happened, and I still feel it. Yeah. You know, like thoughts stirring in process. Fire shut up in your bones. It happens that's it. like a wheel, wheel that they say a wheel.
3: that's turning inside of a wheel. I, I love it. We're gonna mm-hmm. snatch those from. You. We're gonna say them before you get to because we know where you're going. <laughs>
0: So and that and that's that's one of the main reasons why I enjoy being a Christian so much.
1: Yes, absolutely. Why
0: I've chose, you know, I'm gonna take. I know we talk about why we choose Jesus. This is our topic for today. Yeah, why Jesus? I want to change it. I don't really want to change it that much, but I want to say, why me? Because I didn't I don't have a good answer for that one. I didn't choose him as much as he chose me. Right. Because without his ability being bestowed or placed upon me, I wouldn't have the ability to do anything, first of all, that I do, much less have the
3: thought to want to choose him.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's
3: that's why a lot of times they use the comparison or analogy of adoption. Yeah. Because like with with the family you're born into they don't get to choose you, you don't get to choose them. But then you get the children that get adopted. It's like, hey, they there were maybe 30 kids there that were wanting to get adopted. And they chose you out of all of them. Right. And I don't and we can
0: go along with that. Absolutely. Because first of all, there's nothing about me that's any special or any more special than any one of you listening or here in the room. But why? Do you think personally that God chose you?
1: For myself, I think it's one, a portion of it at least has to be the fact that there is no question as to whether or not it is in my nature or not to do what I do. Right. I am not a...
3: Out there person?
0: I'm
1: really not. i You're still an introvert. I very much am an introvert. I don't like to speak in front of people.
3: I don't either.
0: Let me, I heard this the other day. And I was I was listening to a preacher, and he was kind of teaching about Jonah, mm-hmm. okay. about how Jonah got the second, and he came to Jonah a second time, is what he's talking about. And if you hear that, you automatically know that if he came to a second time, there was a first time. Yep. And Jonah is, I think it's it's his name means God's nature and a dove or something like that. I can and, find it out and for And us. a dove, you think of harmless. Um, soft, and you're not seeing a dove swoop down and kill something. You right. know, it was against Jonah's nature to go stand out like a sore thumb in a nation that was obviously it'd be like us going over to Iran and being like, "You need to repent. You need to be saved because God sent me here to say say that."
1: Right, and I think that God. Genuinely does use people that is outside of their nature to do the work that he does through them. Yes, so that there is no question as to whether or not it is his it's own him. work.
0: And the only thing that I can say like that because every everyone behind me has been preachers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every it's so it's very much. I'm an extroverted person. I like to have fun and laugh and talk and not be the center of attention, but kind of be up you know in that in the flow of things. The only thing that I can say is. He brings intelligent thought out of the dumbest person you could meet. (laughs) You're not
1: Not supposed to be talking
2: about me. my goodness. That's
0: what I'm saying. Because if you look at the facts before, preacher, 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 preacher. Okay, this one's probably going to be a preacher. But then you got to be like, so what what made him different? Maybe in a lot of this, I want to go back to looking back in my life personally, and I can think kind of see the same thing in Casey's life, because I don't know as much about you as I do about Casey. I know more about Mark than Patty, but looking at everything that has happened, everything that I've went through, everything that I've learned, every obstacle that I've been through, God has been perfectly curating me for this time, in this Absolutely. moment. Absolutely. Every single thing, like the introverted... Are, yeah. Part of Casey and the extroverted part of me and the the laughter and the knowledge that we're learning and the intelligence that has been brought apart has all been perfectly cultivated from the very time that I knew anything to this moment.
1: Every single moment. I think about it all the time. You know, whenever we went to church together before Absolutely. and we played music together in our youth group, whatever, all you could do was click two sticks together right. mostly on time.
3: Right. Mostly. And,
1: you know, I was not. Awesome at the piano, but I could do it. And I wasn't an awesome singer. I'm still not, but I could do it. Right. Even those little tiny beginnings that we look back on, and I think sometimes.
0: Take for granted.
1: Take for granted or even think poorly of, you know, right. based on experiences. Yeah. That brought us to where we are now, to where we're leading worship together here in right. Bangor on a larger scale. But if we hadn't had the knowledge and the experience working together as children, right, we would never be able to work together the way we do now.
0: And it doesn't make sense in the moment. So here's a little word for hope. If you're in something that doesn't make sense or doesn't look right, hold on. Five, six, maybe ten years down the road, you'll understand why you were there.
1: There's no such thing as pointless or without purpose.
0: Right.
3: Especially when God's in it. Exactly.
1: Even the worst
2: moments of your life have a purpose.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. He's Either just
2: preparing you for his plan. That's what he's doing. That
3: or giving you something that you can help someone else maybe going yes. through that, or or maybe even some possibly worse, right? Because they can see someone else that went through something that they can at least relate to, right? And see how they are.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's
3: like, okay, this person went through something that maybe it's not exact, but it's close enough that I can see the way they reacted versus how I feel like I need to react, yeah. And I can see that it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. I don't have to have any of these bad thoughts or anything because I've seen evidence of a better side.
0: Right. So that's why I choose Jesus because He chose me. Patty, Casey kind of touched a little bit on some of that. We'll come. <laughs> we'll come to her, but she she talked a lot. We'll give her that. Patty, why do you, why do you choose Jesus?
2: I chose Jesus because He saved me. When I was lonely, he was there for me. When I was sad and crying, he was there for me. When I was happy and joyful, I could feel his presence. Yeah. You know, I chose him because he was the right thing to do for my whole life. Yeah. Every time I walked away from him, I knew I was supposed to be right back in his arms. Let
0: me ask you one question because a lot of these things you could say, you could link to something else other than Jesus. Mm -hmm. What makes Jesus? relationship with you stand out more than every other thing that you might have done before, every other thing that might have been available to you, what makes the relationship with Jesus Christ better than the other things?
2: His unconditional love for me.
0: His unconditional love in the sense that That, when you didn't make it, He was there and He was okay, just put you right back on your feet. That He
2: gave His life for me. Yeah. He gave his life for me.
0: That's the one thing to me that stands out more than anything else, than any other religion, than any other um, vice that you could use. You know, you're giving your life for them. Mm-hmm. You, no other king has laid down their life.
2: I was about. To, I was thinking that servants. same song.
0: No other
3: king has given it up. Mm-mm. If you guys are curious about it, it's called How Many Kings and it's a very good song and it kind of talks a lot. That right there is one that's
0: another one of my the reasons that I could have thought of why I chose him. Not why I I hate the I hate the word because it's like I have the part in it but he he chose me. Why was it worth it?
2: Right.
3: Mark, what are you thinking? Well, first off, I want to point out something that Casey pointed out when we were before we started recording and I pointed it out this Sunday morning that we got off on the topic of we got covering science and things like that and theories and I had to remind Michael that I was a, that I'm a nerd <laughs> and she pointed out some people probably they, they understand I say that all the time and they take it to think when they think nerd oh he's just weird no I'm weird too double yeah so but when I say nerd I'm not talking weird And like you could see me without glasses, anything else, and you still would say, okay, that dude's a nerd.
1: He's the kid who reminded the teacher there's homes work do. Yeah.
3: No, I didn't do that, but I did correct the teacher on occasion when they were wrong. That's why I like I. That's I switched even majors. worse. All right, all right, let's get back to the topic work. <laughs> okay, and so it just makes too much sense. There's too, too many things, too many facts that line up for any other choice. Yeah. And like you talk about introvert, extrovert. For me, like only reason I can think that I got chose was with the way I view things, the way I do things. I'm not. I'm like you. I'm not one that likes the center of attention. I'm the guy that does the research, writes up the paper, hands it in, goes from there. That's it. That's all you ever need to know. I right. don't don't have me out there reading it or giving this information. Right. Which I still tend to anyway. I don't <laughs> get <laughs> so I still do, but having that kind of mindset of like looking into everything. Yeah. There's just.
0: Nothing else made sense. No, nothing else fits. And that's a logical way to go about it. And I think there's people out there exactly like you. That can, I'd be silly to think that there's not, you know, because Uh, one guy has a book, multiple books and a movie, uh, at least
3: trouble type of guy.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's helpful to people who are kind of floating in that middle ground, you know, who, do I believe or do I not? Let's, let's look at some evidence. That's a good point, Mark. Good point. Casey?
1: I've been sitting here trying to think about all you guys have been talking and all that I've really been able to come up with is if Jesus was not a part of my life, if I didn't choose or he didn't choose me, however you want to look at it, I would have no reason for joy. Absolutely zero. I would have no reason to even Want to be alive, you know. People who know backstory and history know that if it were not for God and the joy that He provides, just simply by being who He is to us, yeah, I'd have no reason to live. To be one hundred percent honest, yeah. And I feel even, that, yeah.
3: You could be. Uh, I'm I gonna say you actually have. They would have more arguments for just do this, or just do that because. Yeah. If they can't offer anything positive, all they're going to offer is something negative.
1: And that's just it, you know, and it's not like it's even just, you know, in every situation there's purpose or I have to believe that it's even in the times when I was directly working against what he was trying to do in my life, even the times when I was running the complete opposite direction, he was still there working it for a better purpose and a good that I couldn't see. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Yeah, I think, and for me, I think it was like knowing obviously because he created all of us so he knows how each of us are, and how we're each different. I think it was a lot of long suffering towards me because like one of these days he's going to get the right, he's going to get the information It's going to click. And then it'll be history. Exactly. It'll be fact. So
0: going back to the story of Noah, he, the gentleman I was listening to was explaining it like when Noah got out, now this, he said, I can't prove this, but this is what I believe. When Noah got out, spit up on shore from the belly of the whale, or yeah, Jonah, my bad. It's okay. They sound the same.
3: I thought you were going to a different story. So I was yeah. like, okay.
0: No. <laughs> when Jonah got spit out of the belly of the whale or while he was in the belly, he had to have thought this was God's punishment on him for not doing what he said to do because the storm came, they threw everything off and we're trying to, he's, Jonah's like, look, it's me. I'm the problem. You'll settle this if you'll toss me out. And he knew he was the problem the whole time. So too. he must've thought in my mind, I would have thought that this is punishment for what God, but when he comes to a second, comes to him. A second time, he had to have had a sigh of relief being like, that was God working for me to get me back on track.
1: The and whale wasn't ever punishment, it was preservation. Absolutely. Jonah couldn't have survived in the storm on his own in the sea. No. God provided him shelter, transportation to where he needed to be, right, and safety in the time that he needed.
0: Yeah, just because right. thinking of it nowadays, Tarshish is 2,500 miles Away from where he was said to go, Nineveh. It's not
3: like go, saying I'm gonna go to Niles and you end up in All or Cass. no. Because I think we
0: just drove a th- we just drove 926 miles from Florida where we go to I'd back on 15 miles. hours, Ugh. and he was in the belly of a whale for three days, and the whale knew exactly where to go. Yeah exactly where to spit him, and then he ran. No, when Noah got the information from God a second time, he
3: ran, and the Bible said he was beating horses there. I think here's something we don't think of sometimes. When Jonah, I don't when know
0: why I keep saying Noah. When we, Sorry. when we
3: read that account is that it also had to prove that, okay, Jonah was told to do this. He did the opposite and actually paid for it before he then... Paid for it. Right. And went the complete opposite way, so far out of the way and price-wise out of the way, the a thing I think we can take from that is no matter how far away from it, he still God didn't abandon him from what he wanted to do. He still gave him the opportunity to come back and still do what he wanted him to do the first time.
0: His 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 goal, God's goal, will be completed, whether you like it or not. And if he wants you to do it. Every single way you turn, you will be redirected back to what you're supposed to be doing.
2: That's right.
0: And one, I was I was listening to the guy speak about it, and it was just blowing my mind. Think about when he came out of the whale. You think acid from the stomach of a whale? Because his he was encamped with seaweed. seaweed and everything. Yeah. Imagine this guy showing up. He had to have been sweaty from running. And then he had to be covered in, I don't maybe sores, you would think, from being yeah. in the acid for that long, you know? Whew. God's going to get what he wants done. And on top of that, everything in creation is subject to God's will.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, there's a song that says, just ask the waves. They'll say, my God is still the same. Just ask the wind. They'll say, my God is still the same. God will use whatever means necessary to get
3: what He wants done. Period. Yeah. And if you think about that, we, with with even in life, we're like most of the things. We have to do things. We have to do them with tools. Yeah. And if we don't have a tool to do it, we make a tool to do it. Yeah. So when you think about it that way, when God created everything, He's already created every tool He needs to get done what He wants. Yeah. He just has to get you to listen to Him when he, to pick up the right one that He tells you to. Right.
1: I think the primary difference between the tools that we create to get what we want done and the tools that God has created to get what he wants done is most of our tools don't talk back and tell us no unless you've got some AI nonsense created <laughs> yeah. inside of it. <laughs> or you
3: forget to charge the battery and then it dies, right? <laughs>
1: right? But I think that's a really valid point, Mark, you know, creation and Esther it says, you know, we have been created for such a time as this or perhaps you have been created for such a time as this. Yeah. And it may not seem like it in the moment or in, you know, day-to-day life, but in reality, we have been created for a specific purpose the same way that Jonah was to go and preach to Nineveh. And I think that it's important that we understand not only that, but the time that we're in.
3: Yeah. And I like—that I that fits with how I like to view and study things as well, because you watch—we watch all these videos, like, on YouTube and that, and all these kids at these college campuses, they're all asking questions. And what, it's like, well, can you prove this? Like— you know, first off, I'm not Lee Struble. Right. I just read some of his books. Yeah. And there are, if you if you want to learn anything to be able to answer things that people are going to ask you, Lee Struble is a good one to look at. Gary Habermas, Kent Hovind, though, apparently YouTube has canceled him. Um, Ken Ham and some of those guys, they just, they lay out the facts that it's awful hard not to. If you dispute them, you're just openly dispute or openly saying that you don't believe the truth. Yeah, I mean, if someone shows you two plus two equals four, you're going to say, no, 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 that equals five. You're wrong, right?
1: That's a big thing. You know, you're talking about the YouTube videos. I like to watch a guy called Ask Cliff Clips on TikTok because I don't have the attention span for YouTube right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you see these kids and they're out here, kids, people my age, Gen Z, whatever. They're out here arguing a point or they're out here asking questions and being defensive about the answer. They're really just searching for something in all reality. You know, you try everything that the world has to offer you, looking for answers, looking for peace, looking for joy, whatever it is, but you're faced with the direct answer to all the questions that you have and you want to reject him because it requires you to live to a certain moral standard. It requires you to at least attempt to live life in a certain way. I think that's the biggest struggle that we face being in the time that we are right now.
3: That's that's like what I say all the time. Like the real the main reason that people have a problem going to church is because of what they have to admit to. I was telling this to one of my coworkers too. I said step one is you have to admit that God exists, right? And once you can admit that God exists, then you have to admit He created everything. And once you can admit that he created everything, you have to admit he has the right to make the rules over what he made. <laughs> and then you also have to admit he has the right to punish those that don't listen to his rules. Mm-hmm. So it's, and wanting to kind of live how they want and searching in all these other places. And it's to me, it is a visual representation of insanity because they're checking every different thing except for one, and it all leads them to feeling the same, same thoughts, answer. the same feelings. They're still getting the same thing. It's still, and what they're getting is it's not working.
1: That's partially our fault, too, though. You know, yeah. like we're talking about they don't want to face the consequences or so they don't want to live by the rules for lack of better terms. But I feel like that's a lot of what people know. A lot of the times, whenever you think about Christianity or you hear Christianity from a standpoint as a non Christian, all you're thinking about is what you can't do.
3: Rules and that's set what, standards. That's what
2: they usually tell you. I too. tell you
3: what you can't do. If you follow Christianity, you can't worry about having to go to hell. You can't worry about
1: right. dying, but I'm dying in your sin. People yeah. don't have that. Yeah, that analogy of it. They don't have that thought of it. Yeah, and that's partially our fault. People have spent so long telling people what they can't be, what they can't do, and obviously there are things biblically that you cannot do. Yeah, you know, you cannot live your life sinfully. And expect to also live a Christian lifestyle at the same time. It's just not going to happen. Right. But what we're covering tonight, why Jesus? Why would you take on all of these rules that are against our nature to be 100% honest? You know, yeah. there are things I'd love to do that are against a Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'd be easier. Right. It'd probably feel better in the moment, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nobody's giving them the reason why it's worth it. All they hear is all they've done wrong. All they have to change about themselves. They don't hear a single bit of hope or a reason to want to change. So that's like the
3: second half. A couple episodes ago, we talked about what we think each of us thinks is the biggest problem facing the church. And to me, it's always going. It's always going to be until we do stand up and talk. Is holding silent. Yeah. And the other half of that is, a lot of the times when we do open our mouths and say anything, it's just like what Casey's saying. We're not, when you're doing something just to say something, it's not constructive. Right. You know, if you're like, they also have constructive criticism. You can tell someone they need to do something better, but do it in a way that builds them up instead of a, a way that tears, tears them, them down.
0: down. So every every single episode, I believe, of the podcast that we have done has been a an eye-opener to me that we're the problem. Yeah, not us in in specific, but us. The church, generally as speaking, a whole, we're the ones that are making are the reason why people are backing out, while people are stepping down. People don't want to be a part. Um, and 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 one of the things that we got to stand true on here, and and really learn, and it's and it's hard for people who have been in church for a long time and who have been a part of the Christian walk for a long time we got to understand that the same Holy Spirit that cleaned us up will clean them up. God does not work on the outside appearance of man. He works on the inside to the outside. Things that will seem big, things that are big, will become small things for you. You will not struggle with so many things. The further you go, the more you become obedient to God. We got to know that the Holy Spirit is willing to work on you, but we got to be the ones up front showing them love and consideration and showing them that the Holy Spirit worked on me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of it stems from a lack of vulnerability.
2: It yeah. does. Because
0: we're so scared to tell people what we've done, what we've been through, what has happened, what God helped us from, what God saved us from, what God delivered us from, that we're sitting here just bashing them with all yeah. these regulations and rules and standards and... Now, obviously, our world has gone to a very low moral standards. There's hardly any moral standards
3: anymore.
2: Mm-mm. No, it,
3: not if you, not if you say that's what I believe, that's what I feel, or as we've point out constantly, um, a phrase that I would like to see removed from any culture, not even just our culture, is the whole "my truth" stuff. Yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage.
0: Um, uh, we need to be uh, aware that. Like Casey said, Esther, you are created or built or made for such a time as this. We got to be aware and I think we are becoming aware. We I are. think we're we're learning that people are not always like you. No. People do not always have the same circumstances or situations like you. Right. And we need to be more vulnerable first of all, more genuine second of all, more truthful. I mean, all these, anything that you can think of that lines up with vulnerable, truthful, genuine, honest, um, I mean, basically just being a pure Christian to somebody, helpful, caring, loving, concerned, want to reach out a a hand, humble, have humility, anything you can think of, you need to do because it's going to take all of them nowadays. Absolutely. There's such a decline in the church and the beliefs of the church because of what the church used to do to people.
1: Yeah, I think a big thing right now, too, that we face is division.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Within the church. Within
1: the church, grouping ourselves, you know, whenever we had talked about it a little bit throughout the week, it's like, you know, why is Generation Z stepping away from faith? Not even just that, you know, division, generational division. Everybody says that these kids are worthless, you know, they have no brains about them, they're eating Tide Pods. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make that clear. But in reality, when you allow these things to divide you, you, create a them and us group. How do you ever expect to reach somebody that you're not even willing to associate yourself with?
0: And it's coming to a point where the them that was the ones getting the fingers pointed at has turned around and now is reaching back out to, to the us.
1: Right. And they have every right to in a lot of ways
0: because it's like, look, give it to them. Right. Well, the not even, not just specifically to point out X and Z generation X and generation Z or millennials or Which whatever I just, found out, in general. A, the I just boomers. found out I'm a millennial
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyhow found that out today s-
0: you will sit there and point your fingers long enough to be the to where you're like okay you quit realizing that, that you're the one at fault pointing your fingers is just as bad as doing the sins that they're doing Absolutely. because it's it's casting shame or judgment and that's not your place
3: and if you're like what I said Sunday morning when you're pointing that finger at somebody You got the other three pointing right back at you because what you're trying to draw attention to something that maybe isn't a big deal, but the fact that what you have is worse. But if you can get them to look at someone else, that doesn't matter what you did. Right.
1: One of my biggest things that I have tried to live and tried to do better about living is if you have the ability to help, if you have the ability to make a change in somebody's life and you choose not to you are just as bad, if not worse, in any situation that put them there. Absolutely. You know, as a church, not saying us specifically in the room or even anybody listening, but if you're looking at people that are so blatantly searching for something, searching for an answer, and you instead choose to pass judgment or to look at them and say, oh, look what they're doing, and you have the answer, you have the ability, you've been commissioned by the Great Commission to go out and to offer to offer the solution and right. you have it and you choose not to. I think that's just as much of a sin as anything anybody else is doing. Worse. I would agree.
0: I would say that it's worse because it's not only have you fallen, but your your inability to love somebody or your inability to care has created more to fall.
1: It would be yeah. like if you were starving right. and I had $1,000 in the bank account and all it would take was $5 to get you some food from McDonald's. Right. And I chose to walk away anyways. That moment that I chose to walk away would be worse than anything you had done to get yourself in the position where you didn't have any way to buy yourself food.
3: Because that comes, that comes down to what I always point out about sin in general. We all think that it's a top 10 list. You know, number 10 is not as bad as number one. Right. But when you look at the core of any of them, whether you're talking about the 613 in the Old Testament, whether you're talking about the Ten Commandments, whether you're talking about the two commandments Jesus says when— they ask them, "What is the greatest?" Right. They all come down to one common theme. God told them to do one thing, and they did the opposite. It all comes down to disobedience. Yeah. You know, murder is just as bad as the others because you were told, "Don't Not kill." To do it. Yeah. And then you do it. You you disobeyed. When it says to you know have no god before me, and you have fifteen other things you put ahead of him, that's still only disobedience. It doesn't mean that just because it's one of the first ones listed that it's worse than the other. They're all only an act of disobedience. Absolutely. And I think
0: to go along with that, I think there's another portion of that. They come without, first thing is disobedience to what God says to do. You don't do it. That's
3: simple. And the next one is loveless, lovelessness. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
3: And you think if you want to go even before the Ten Commandments and that, you go back to the garden. You know, the devil lied to Adam and Eve, but he only gave them an option. They still had what God told them to do. Yeah. And they still said, no, we're not going to do that. We're doing this instead. Still was the same thing. Disobedience. All he, all the devil did was give options. Right. You still... Having the Bible, having the word of God, or in the case of Adam and Eve, walking with him, you still know what he said. Yeah. Just because someone gave you a couple options, like using the the stopping for five bucks for McDonald's. You know, you have the option if you give them the $5, they have an option what they're going to get. They could either actually take the $5 and go to McDonald's and actually get food because they really wanted food. Or they could take that five dollars at the gas station and get a pack of cigarettes or something, something that could be hurtful right. or even other illegal drugs. They still know what's right. They still have the option. Of, hey, I'm giving you this money to go get you something to eat. They still right. have what it was intended for. Yep. Just because there's other options doesn't make what you were told wrong. Right.
1: Just because there's other options doesn't mean you shouldn't reach out either.
3: Yeah. Right?
0: That's a big problem because you just go along with that that certain circumstance or situation, well, they're just going to use it for drugs. Well, buy them a gift card. They can't. They, they exactly. (laughs) I think
2: once we release our, ourselves to them, like give them something, it's it's not not on you anymore. It's not on us. That's absolutely it. You know, we got to remember where we came from too. Absolutely. And that's, that's a lot of the church's problem is we forget where we came from. Spoiler. We forget how we are in general, because every day we sin, everybody's falling short. Absolutely. And, We got to remember that the only thing that's different between us and them is our judgment. And using that same analogy,
1: you know, we're talking about giving money to somebody who's asking for money or needing food. It's the same way with the gospel. You can offer it out to somebody. Once you've done your due diligence and you've done what you've been called to do, it doesn't matter what they do with it, you've given it.
0: And that's another thing, too, uh, Christian endurance. Yeah. Yeah. Just because there's going to be people who do not accept what you have to say. 100% do not, will not, will never. I'm just going to be blunt about that. There's going to be people that are hard, you know, that take time. I guess I shouldn't say that they won't. They'll get it over time because God is long-suffering May take someone else. Right. But if someone doesn't accept what you have to say right away, you said it move to the next one. Absolutely. And if
3: someone does accept it, the work's still not done. You said it, move to the next one. Can I give a spoiler? when talk, She was talking about remembering where we came from. Yeah. Here's a spoiler. Rice, you came from dirt. Yep. Casey, you came from dirt. Patty, you came from dirt. Mark, Mark. I came from dirt. <laughs> yeah. Everyone out there, you came from dirt. You had, uh, I think I used it Sunday morning, Genesis 2 and 7. He gathered up the dust made Adam man, and then breathed the breath of life into him. Yep. So we all, no matter what phase in life you come from, we ultimately all come from the exact same spot. So there's nothing we can do and say that, well, I'm better than you. It's like, oh, so so you're telling me the dirt on that side is better than this? No, it's all (laughs) still dirt. You still don't want nothing. You still want to clean up, don't want to do nothing with it. But it's just understanding that everybody... Even though the circumstances are different, we started on the same level playing field. You'll find
0: that some of the best friends you could ever make are people who you went out of your comfort zone to talk to.
1: Absolutely.
0: You went out of your, you know, you got a common pool of people that you pull from. You know, I'm this class or I'm this category or I do I do these things. You'll go to people who are completely unali- unlike you. You know, you have no common Traits or personalities, and you know, and you find the best friends just from stepping out. It's almost like that cliche
3: of opposites attracting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you look at a, a magnet just for just using that specifically. It's a north and a south. Yeah, one side's positive, one side's negative. If you put two positives together, one you can't ever get them all the way together. Right. And if you let go of the one, it's going to go flying. Yep. Same with two negatives. It's not going to go. It will. If you if you ever want to try, try it. Grab two magnets that are the ones that have the, the positive and negative holding the same side together. See how hard it is to even get them close to touching. So, if we have that, and just the way the world is made, yeah. Why don't we have that and realize that sometimes in our lives? Because just because we all go to church, maybe you go to one church, I go to another, doesn't mean while it's good for us to get along. But The point is, there is someone that doesn't that needs someone that does to then get them there. Then they're on that side, and then you can move on. As you said, move on to the next one. I heard a, a, let's make this saying
0: cliche. It was a saying. We do a few of those. There's going to be some more. If you don't like this denomination, if they're preaching the Bible and they're preaching it truthfully, it's a good church, whatever, whatever denomination they are. God made different strokes for different, different folks. <laughs> he made he made yeah. he made every available, you know, option for your taste. And it's weird that we even have to say it now. There's not just one church, but there's different churches. He for, made
3: he made every tool in six days. You just gotta find the one that works for you. Right. You know, obviously I can pick up a small hammer. I can't guarantee you I can pick up one of those giant hammers with like a three inch handle. Yeah. But I wasn't made for that. Right. There are stuff I can't use, and that's what I'm going to use. Right. So there is something designed for everybody.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: With that being said, Mark, I think it's time to wrap up and recap kind of what we said, give you some basic pinpoints of what we thought today's lesson should be about. Casey?
1: Number one is we were the problem. We're not going to be the problem anymore. If you're still the problem, listen through it again.
3: I think that's a a declaration. Yeah, it's kind of like the old, um, they used to have the little table things that McDonald's only worked there when I was younger. Yeah. And it had two rules. Rule number one, the customer is always right. Rule number two, if it appears the customer is wrong, refer to rule one. So (laughs) in this case... With point one is realize we were the problem, but we don't have to be. Yes. Rule two is if you still feel like you're the problem, go back to rule one and realize you don't have, have to, to be, be the problem, the problem
0: anymore. Amen. Amen. Absolutely.
1: Who wants to give us number two? You. <sighs> I have to do everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, number two is, in a sense, be willing to reach across dividing lines as an ultimate goal. Ignore the fact that dividing lines are there or being willing to abolish them at all.
0: Don't be scared to step out in faith because if you step out, God will back you.
2: Absolutely. Especially
0: if he's told you to do it. Yeah. He's already prepared the way for you to go ahead and do what he said for you to do.
1: Absolutely. Mm
3: -hmm. Even if he has to have a big old fish swallow you up. There's no such thing as a very good or interesting painting if you try and use the same color. Right. Even like the monochromatic stuff which uses the same color but then you use blacks and whites to change the the shades, there's still something different. Everything is not exactly the same and neither is everybody that you're going to deal with. Right. And they don't have to be.
0: You have to be willing to put aside your personal preference over, you know, someone's salvation basically.
1: Absolutely. And what you were just saying kind of brings us around to point number 3. Don't doubt your ability to function and the purpose that you were created for. Every color that you use in a painting has the purpose that it serves. Right. It doesn't look like another one in there. It might stand out a little bit. It might be odd for the color palette choice if we're talking about weird people like Mark. But it all works together to create the picture that it was intended for.
0: Right. God has specifically de- designed us to do what He has us to do. We were talking about this earlier. Every point in our lives, you know, working together, me and Mark worked together for a couple years and getting a great relationship that way. Casey and myself had Sunday school class together, you know, and we learned a lot together, and we had youth group choir, and everything else has now brought us to this position where we're capable of doing what God
3: has created us to do. And if we're going to talk about colors and, you know, Reaching out to those people. One thing about with with um using those different colors and that is what we're supposed to be is like you know a light to the to the world for them to see the difference for yep. them to see Jesus. And to use another painting analogy, you could have a wall paint this whole wall like what we have in the back here with the black and then the purple in the paint. But if you put one little tiny dot of red that you can't even hardly see without like a magnifying glass, it doesn't matter. Right, your brain registers that. Color first, even if you can't physically see it. Yep. So, when we're trying to reach out to these people and realize not only reach out, we're equipped to reach out. Yeah. Is showing that light, like showing Jesus to them, is where they can see all this darkness all around them. And even though maybe clothing wise or whatever it is, there's nothing that makes us stand out from anybody else because we're all just the same anyway. They're looking around to all these people that they know and they talk to, and they can look straight at the one that's that's giving different. them some hope or giving, showing them that there is something else.
0: I think you need to change the analogy to mixing paint. One little drop of a different color in that pigment will completely change the outcome of that paint. Absolutely. Yeah. One little, even if it's the smallest interaction with somebody, you can completely change their yep. destination, I believe it wholeheartedly, especially when you put God into it.
2: Yes. Yeah. You put God
0: into it, you put your love into it, you put care, compassion, kindness, put some outgoingness into it, put some longevity into it, some perseverance
3: into it, you can change somebody's life. Yep. Or you can change, if even if you can't change their circumstances, you can change where their outcome's going. Right.
1: Say you just said it for point number four, perseverance, endurance, understanding that like mixing paint, it may not be the shade that you want it to be the first time that you add a little bit of white to it or whatever color you're adding. Right. But it's never going to be the same as it was.
3: And you can never get it back either. Like if you you take white and you mix like a pink or something or a red, no amount of white that you can put in there will completely get rid of the other color. You can get it close, but... It's just, never going to blend right back. I just want to say this.
0: Quit giving up so soon. Yes.
1: Absolutely.
0: It takes, everything takes time. And I think we need to switch the analogy again. Watching paint dry. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit there and watch and watch, and it'll never seem like it's going to get dry. But one of these days, the paint's going to be dry enough to where you can touch
3: it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: And I think it, it'd help if there was, if we get the mentality of to look at things from the other side. Yeah. Look at it. Because so many times when you quit, you don't realize how close you were. Right. So if you could look at it, just think of like, okay, this is what it'd be like if I made it. And then you look at what's going on. It's like, I'm actually really almost where I need to be. Right. So that would be more encouraging than to not give up by realizing, think of where your plan is, where your your goal, where you want to go, what you want, your well, destination. One thing that encourages me is thinking,
0: especially in the sense of giving up or persevering to the end is somebody didn't give up on me. Absolutely, yeah. Somebody persevered to the end on me and I finally made it and thank God. And I'm not saying I made it, but thank God that they took the time on yep. me. He hasn't made it. He's not
3: dead and then in heaven. I'm not dead and in heaven <laughs> yet, so I didn't totally make it. That one is not going to go away for a while. You know,
1: even as you're saying, persevere with yourself and be patient with yourself. I think in the same sense, you think about where you could be at the end. If you're dealing with somebody else in the sense you're trying to disciple or to preach or to shine your light for somebody else, think about where their end destination could be if you choose to give up. Right. You know, it's not just about us anymore.
3: It never
0: was to begin with. Right. Think about the impact you could have on somebody.
1: The Father's always had a plan. Your perseverance could be the difference between heaven and hell for somebody, for their eternal destination. It brings to mind whenever, and I don't even know who it was, but somebody told another individual in the Bible, you almost persuaded me. Mm -hmm.
3: That was Agrippa. uh, Agrippa with Paul. Yep.
1: I cannot imagine somebody who was placed into your life for you to apostle, for you to disciple, for you to speak to, for you to be the one who led them, and for them to say at the very end, you almost persuaded me because you gave up at the last moment.
3: Right. And that's not saying Paul almost well, gave up. That's not what I'm it, yeah. Just yeah, that's... but I mean it's, it's just I'm just saying your point is is very valid that you know just think about that when you are thinking of giving up there's people around you that are watching how you do things and watching your life. Right. And here this whole time they're watching. Yeah, they're saying this was this is this is right. This is good. This is the truth. And then what, what happens when they see you give up? Right or see so you stop just short. Like maybe you, you've talked to them fifteen times about it. You're like, I'll oh, just one more time. I'll go talk to them one more time. But then he's like, No, if they didn't hear me before, they're not going to hear me now. That could have been the time that affected you were so their close. Yeah,
1: look, you done asked them a hundred times to come to church with you. They've told you no every time. But when hundred and one, they're about to say yes, and you never asked.
0: Yeah, a hundred and one ain't ain't much different than a hundred if you ask me.
1: No. What's one more time?
0: What's yeah. one more one more second? One five more minutes with somebody. Think about it. You could have an impact. All right, with that, I'd like to say I love you guys. I appreciate you. We've we've enjoyed being back together in the studio. It's felt like forever, but
3: yeah, we've banned uh, no more uh, Bryce from going. Yeah, for anybody. <laughs> no, no, we still got some. You went on yours. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: we still have a couple. Sorry, buddy. Anyhow, I just want to say we appreciate you. Thank you. Love you.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey, both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.